Well, I um, I don't know if it's ever happened with this type of speed before. We could ask Mark Rosenberg. Uh, the Nefesh Benefesh flight leaves on Monday, and I'll be on it. Don't panic. Don't panic. Or I shouldn't say don't panic. Don't jump to conclusions. Uh, I'll be with Nefesh Benefesh on Monday. Uh, but more so to uh, to see firsthand how incredible this journey is going to be for hundreds of people who are going to be heading to Israel during this time. And, of course, to show solidarity with them and our brothers and sisters in Israel. Um, this is not an official Aliyah trip for me. For everybody else on the plane, it's going to be an official Aliyah trip. Mark Rosenberg is director of a pre-Aliyah for Nefesh Benefesh. He speaks to us today. From the holy city of Jerusalem. Mark Rosenberg, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you. Good morning. You've never done a turnaround like this where somebody contacted you on a Wednesday and they ended up being on Monday's flight moving to Israel. That's never happened that quickly. It has never happened that quickly. Um, what would be the quickest? The, I think the quickest turnaround I, I think I've heard about in my five plus years working here is about three weeks. Wow. Um, uh, and it was, uh, I actually was greeting that person. It was quite remarkable. So they lit- what, what, They didn't decide in three weeks. They just, you know, made the final decision. Yeah, I understand that. Well, as you always say, everybody's always in pre-Aliyah mode, right? Yes, they are. <laughs> Latent or uh, conscious at different points. So you're telling me that they decide. was this a family or a single that you cite? Um, it was a single. It was a single, okay. So that single individual made a decision and three weeks later was living in the state of Israel. Correct. Well, there's two things that, you know, the big factors for people is one is the technical bureaucratic process, um, which many people worry and freak out about. And then there's the second part is the actual planning of where you're going to live, and what are you going to do and how you're going to earn your money. Right. So and sometimes people make that a little more abstract. So this person had already begun the process, most of the processing and had the essential documents together and was um, slower to move forward with his plans. And it just seemed to sink and concretize for him. Like, oh, my goodness, I think I can find a job here. It's really great. I should do it. And and just the window opened up, and they called us up, and the Jewish agency was able to, you know, expedite the processing and give him his, give him his approval. And there was availability on a flight uh, two and a half weeks later, and he uh, arrived. So, so play this out with me, Mark Rosenberg. It became official about 5 a.m. Eastern time this morning that I'll be on Monday's flight to Israel. And already, as you know, half my family is in Israel this summer. So if I decided right now, if I said to you this moment that on Monday's flight I actually wanted to move to Israel, what would your reaction be? First of all, it would be fantastic, and we'd love, we'd love to have you, and we, we'd welcome you with open arms. Um, the big thing I would tell you, if you want to do it that quickly, you have to bring the documents with you, and you'll, we'd be able to guide you um, to change your status here in Israel. Um, it's, it's, it is something that if you have your, your, your passport and the letters proving you're Jewish and you know, your birth certificate, marriage certificate, all the necessary documents, usually at the quickest pace might take about six to seven weeks from the moment you have your meeting to authenticate and it, uh, determine your eligibility to when you, when you can get approved and, and you can be flying a week later. Is this a, non-re- is this a non-recommended forum to inform my uh, wife, parents, and in-laws about the move? Is this, a, is this a bad way to do it? 
I, I've had a lot of experience uh, in counseling people, and I would have to say yes. It would probably be uh, more of a discreet thing that you'd like to do and uh, encourage your shalom bai to make sure so, that you discuss so that as, privately before you announce it. So as much as you look forward to welcoming me on Monday, and I hope you do, and I look forward to seeing you, you're not recommending that this Wednesday to Monday decision would be optimal. You would not say that this, that this would be the best in my situation. It should be at the right time um, with the right people. Um, it, has to, it has to be something that is really uh, planned, and I think we stress that here at Nefesh Benefesh. Um, again, uh, one of the most pr- uh, statistics we're most proud of here is that uh, those people are making Aliyah from North America, there's a 90% chance you'll still be living in Israel uh, two or three years later, wow. as opposed to when my wife's family moved in the 80s and it was like 50-50. Right. It's because people are planning. It's not, a, it's not like, wow, I really want to go. Um, I'm just going to go there and live there. Right. Um, and I think I, it's something that I, everyone is probably uh, checking the news and their fingers are getting tired of clicking that refresh button on, on those, those Israeli news websites. Right. Uh, we, are, we, are, we are getting excited for this charter flight next week. And, so, and no one has deferred their Aliyah plans since the, the news has been broken about the, this uh, Israeli operation and the rocket attacks. So these people have been planning for a long time. So it's amazing to see that their, their plans are moving forward because it's not a spontaneous decision. If it was a vacation, you weren't sure if you were going to go to Florida or Arizona, or, then it's something, oh, uh, maybe I should push it off to another time. These are, these are well-planned ideas. So therefore, uh, a turnaround on Monday to make this uh, dream decision to make Aliyah might be uh, a little bit fast. Understood. Mark Rosenberg is with us, <sighs> director of pre-Aliyah. Um, it may make it even more difficult for observers like myself um, normally, it's uh, you know a strange feeling being greeted at the airport as as heroes, and of course, you know, uh, only ninety nine percent of the people who are coming off the plane are actual heroes. Uh, but in this case, it's heroes who have made a decision uh, to come and have maintained that decision through a difficult time, as you just noted. Uh, it's going to make the celebration in Ben Gurion Airport, I would assume, even more celebratory, even more significant, probably with a lot more media attention. If I recall, some of the Nefesh Benefesh charter flights from years ago, when there were some rough summers, even the media here, Jewish and not, takes a strong interest in Kennedy Airport in the group that's going. Are you anticipating that Monday, that this group is going to get a lot of attention? I, I think it will. Um, it, it, there's a lot of talk, and if I, a lot, I, I measure a lot of talk that people come up to me in shul or, or around my community to notice that last week there was a flight of 61 Olim that landed, um, and it was, a, it was just a group flight. You know, it wasn't a full plane load, but it was on the news, and people saw that the pictures, and this one, this one young lady moved to Beersheba. Um, there was a lot of positive noise and sharing um, about this smaller group of people. So I think it's a situation when you have a plane load of new immigrants that is, that is choosing to come at this difficult time. It sends, sends such a positive, strong message of hope and optimism, that people are, are, are attracted to talk about it. It's, it's something that, that stirs that conversation. And I know that the Olim Chadashim do, are very uncomfortable at the word hero. They don't, they don't see themselves as heroes, but I think one nice thing to do is frame it as a heroic decision. Right. They, because they, they really see this as something very natural for them to do, something that you know, has been part of things, their, their youth groups, Part of their communities, part of sometimes joining family here, um, so they feel it's it's definitely a sense of it's a heroic decision to come in a difficult time. And I think that's what um, a lot of journalists and a lot of uh, people who are reading these blogs and posts 
are, are so eager to digest uh, such such a positive message. By the way, and we should make this point. I'm sure people are curious. When we say nobody has canceled their plans, or at least nobody has postponed, you know, to go on a different flight, different time, etc., for this coming Monday, I, I would assume that some of that has occurred in the past, right? You've had episodes where people hesitated, may have either pushed it off or made other decisions, right? I mean, you're comparing it to times when, when these things might, might have happened, correct? Correct. Uh, just to, just to uh, compare it to last summer, there was a foreign ministry strike, uh, which was a different uh, true drama for uh, right. the Nefesh Benefesh team to, to work with. So you had people saying, oh, my goodness, well, I have this coming up. I have to, I have to push it off. It's natural for, for, for you know, sometimes emergencies to come up for people. We've had a few calls of people who have had, you know, hesitations or just questions, but it's amazing for the 230 Olim who are sitting on this plane, uh, nothing seems to be budging them because we're calling them actively to make sure that it's right. a go because there might be, if some, you know, some two people canceled, we might be able to fill it up with two other people. Right. There, there, is, there, is a, uh, there is an overflow of people who are, are interested. It's getting too close to those people might fly a few days later, but it, it is it's just remarkable that we were uh, a week before. Are we making sure we have these seats full? That there's such a, I think, a unity uh, amongst amongst the people making Aliyah that this is not something that they are today are pushing off. There's, the, the word solidarity comes up a lot, not just solidarity with uh, the people of Israel this time, but amongst this decision. They they feel very shalem and complete about it, and uh, it it's, it's give, it gives the staff here tremendous strength as well. I'll ask you about statistics. You always have interesting stuff to tell us about each individual summer, and we'll find out in a moment what the summer of 2014 brings in terms of North American Aliyah. And, and not to put you on the spot, but you have any clue in terms of Monday's flight, the percentage of people from the New York, New Jersey area, and the percentage from other areas of the country? you have any idea what that might be? Sure. I actually have it open right here in a second. Um I mean, generally speaking, the pool of Olim each year that come from the, uh, the greater New, uh, New York, New Jersey area, I like to say New Jersey first because it's my home state, um, <laughs> is, uh, is almost a little more than 50% than all, than all of Olim. Okay, so half um, and half a, is basically. such a large uh, concentration of uh, Jews that are living there that it really makes up uh, a huge percentage of the Olim each year. Right. So for this... Um, for this flight, I'm looking at the, all of the. Uh, we, we refer to them as nifashot that are here. That's right. After all, it's nefesh uh, benefesh. Right? It's or is, is that breakdown? I think that it is. Uh, we do have a bunch of people from California. Wow. Uh, I see that there is a, a family from Delaware that is coming. Uh, there's a few families from Florida and Chicago, from Chicago, uh, from uh, Illinois. So there is a spread up, but it seems to be at least uh, about 50 percent from the, the New York, New Jersey area. Connecticut counting counting into that. Just amazing. Mark Rosenberg from Jerusalem, Nefesh Benefesh, their first charter flight of the summer. Their group flights have, you know, are always going. Their first charter flight of the summer this Monday. I'm honored uh, to be part of it, to witness everything, and to see this incredible miracle of uh, North American Aliyah, especially during these times. Any other uh, interesting things about this summer that comes to mind or any trends you want to tell us about that would be interesting to the listeners? Um, first of all, um, there's a lot of talk uh, about lone soldiers. Right. Um, uh, we, our, our August charter is uh, going to have about 110 uh, soldiers on it so far. Um, so there's a lot of talk about the people who are, who are getting ready to um, go into the Army. Um, so there's a lot of just outpouring of support for them and, and those who are currently serving. 
Um, we also have a program uh, that I should we have. We also work with the Jewish Agency for a program called Opanetzion that brings young professionals to Israel and, and start uh, jumpstart their, jumpstart their careers with an intensive Opan. Um, it's a really great way to uh, integrate and be able to have a soft landing for five months, um, and then be able to transition to work. So that's uh, there's at least about 40 people um, coming. I think about at least 20 of them are on our flight in July to head to that program. Uh, the, the biggest trend, is, as we usually talk about, this, is singles. That we right. see it as a growing, growing interest of singles between the ages of 20 and 30. Um, I guess now we call them millennials, because that's the, the, the big intern to refer to them, right. um, who are coming. They've either spent time in Israel studying at a program at a university or in yeshiva seminary, and they're coming back after college and taking, taking advantage of the free degree. The government has, as opposed to previous summers, where there's been a question of whether they're going to continue that um, assistance, it's been guaranteed, so like people are getting ready for after Sukkot to start their studies. So there's uh, over 1,000 singles who are anticipated coming into uh, 2014 in, the, in this demographic, um, and they are going to Jerusalem and Tel Aviv, and it seems like the more and more we talk to our post-Aliyah department, the, the numbers of these millennials seems to be growing and growing. Unbelievable. Uh, maybe I'm concluding this only because of the numbers that you just mentioned regarding lone soldiers in the August flight. Families in general want to get to Israel in July? They want to get there as soon as possible to settle in before the school year starts and everything? Or it's basically, you know, 50-50 in terms of July and August? Um, it's uh, it's really 50-50. I think it's like, uh, I'd say like 65% of all all North American Olim come in the month of July and August. Uh. So July is more popular so in general. Like I have this. I have a chart uh, on my computer. It's like a huge bell curve when it comes to July and August, and goes down afterwards. <laughs> um, some I like to refer to them empty nesters, and you know, students and younger couples will float in around around the year. Right. But we're going to see um, somewhere close to almost 900 olim coming in the month of August, and a, a good a good 700 in the month of July. So the last two weeks in Israel are, are, are like schools. Schools are just about getting ready, and, and there's no, no no day camps. So people really try and get here by August fourteenth. Uh, so August uh, between the between these two charters on July twenty first and August eleventh is like the prime time to come. So planted this year right in between the Tisha B'Av. So that's one of the factors that we actually have this charter flight, you know, in the beginning of the three weeks to make sure that people will be able to get here and get settled. You're speaking to us from work in Jerusalem. Do you live in Jerusalem as well? I do. I do. I married a Jerusalemite, so uh, it's we're, we're we're planted here. So how would you describe uh, the last couple of weeks? I mean, uh, everyone I and I've spoken to a lot of people in Israel. Oh, and by the way, my relatives in Israel say I could actually now legally talk about what the situation in Israel because I have my kids there this summer. So you know, now now all of a sudden, you know, I I have more of a uh, of a voice, I guess in terms of the situation there, but how would you describe what's been going on? Uh, it does seem, as I converse with people in Israel, that there's a lot of, you know, life as usual. There may be some interruptions and more tension than usual, but uh, to a large degree, there's a lot of life as usual. Am I right or wrong? Yeah. Well, first I want to say that you, you have a voice to speak up, even if you don't have a direct <laughs> relative living here, because, you know, it is really the connection of Am Yisrael and Eretz Israel. so I think it's important to say that. Um, I, I would say it's very um, intense. Uh, there's definitely, living in Jerusalem, people always say there's an intensity to it, a special intensity to the city, um, so much so that there's, you know, an illness called Jerusalem Syndrome. Right. But uh, the intensity is felt a lot about people constantly checking their news and making sure that they uh, understand um, if there is a need to go to a shelter or not. 
But, but with that said, you know, summer camp has continued for my son, and you know, we, there's a, this new sprinkler park um, outside the old city walls that I took my children to on Friday, um, and going out to rest, a restaurant with an old friend who's visiting with his family um, this week. So th- there is a continuity, but there's a, 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 a sense of uh, intense unity and making sure that people are aware. I think that uh, it's important to say this because I'm not a politician, and I, I, my mom calls me up and says, you know, what's going to happen? I'm like, the prime minister hasn't called me to you know, <laughs> tell me the secret plan to invade or not invade. But there's a, there's a trepidation that people are, are worried about the future and are worried about their friends who might go serve. And that causes people to just be a little more cautious and, you know, ask, how are you? And that intensity is, I think, uh, causing people to do really good things for each other and be, be better citizens. And with that, I think, you know, that's what you've become, what I've become accustomed to in different seasons living here. Right. Oh, um, and I think that awareness um, just gives us a greater sense of unity. And one more thing I'd say to that is I think that was one of the outcomes after the, the very tragic kidnapping of, of those three boys. Um, was that you know there needed to be positive things that happened to people, yep. and some, something that is done to you know respond to um, badness with good. And people are continuing that message by making sure that you know the soldiers have enough food, or people whose husbands are missing, they're able to you know to help pick up and you know send meals over to people. Uh, so that positive energy is trying to make sure that. Uh, intensity here doesn't become uh, too heavy. No question as we continue to pray for the safety and security of our brothers and sisters in Israel and pray for Shalom Shalva, uh for the peace that we so long for uh, in the Holy Land. Uh, Mark Rosenberg, I look forward to uh, seeing you and to being part of this uh, yet another incredible mission of uh, Nefesh B'Nefesh and, uh, and to associate this coming Monday with people who've made heroic decisions, as you just pointed out. And they should be commended for that. And I look forward to telling them that in person. Thank you so much for joining us. And call Kavod to Nefesh Benefesh and for all you're doing in the state of Israel and for the future of the Jewish people. Thank you. Hoping to share a quieter but um, a better time. Amen. Mark Rosenberg from Nefesh Benefesh. Monday, I will be with them on the flight uh, after JM in the AM. I'll be heading to the airport, be with them on the flight on Monday. Uh, to be with those people that have made this historic and heroic decision for the summer of 2014. And I will be uh, more than anxious to share some of those tales and some of those encounters with you right here at JMN. <laughs>